Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. We're going to start a new series today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're not going to quit shining, but we are going to start a new series, and we're going to call this one Roar. Ah, Roar. So you find out you can shine. We're going to talk about learning how to roar. Hallelujah. What what kind of roar are we talking about? We're talking about the roar of faith. Now, I like that. Isn't that good? That's you and me. That's what's in us, man. Roar. Coming out. Glory to God. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about faith. And this is the deal. Is that real faith has a real roar. Okay? There's always a roar. There's many things that can be said about faith. But what I'm telling you today is that real faith has a roar. What are you talking about when you say it's got a roar? A roar? What do you mean? Well, here's what I mean. A roar is something that comes from your innermost being. It comes from in here, and it comes out your mouth. Okay? Not to be confused with something that's planted in your head and comes out your mouth. Does that ever happen? Sure. That happens. But what I'm talking about is speaking things from our heart through our mouth. Your words, my words, they're full of power. You and I choose which kind of power they're full of. Okay? Words can be full of life and words can be full of death. But you and I choose what kind of power our words are going to have. Look in your Bibles to Mark 11, chapter 11, verse 23. We'll just start right in. Might as well go for the gusto, huh? (laughs) Go for the gusto. That reminds me of something. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Mark 11, 23. Jesus talking here, and this is what Jesus said. He said, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou moved, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Here's the thing. Faith will work on anything, and faith will work for any." One, okay? Faith is not something that's reserved for the quote-unquote spiritual elite. Faith is there for every person to use, to walk in. Faith was not just, you know, not just for TV preachers. Faith is not just for missionaries. Is it for them? Absolutely. But it's not just for them. As a matter of fact, Faith is not just for ministers. Faith is for every one of us. You know, you need to use faith, whether you're in, on, a, on a mission field, in the ministry, on a job, with your family, whatever it is you're doing. Faith is something you need to operate in. All right? To live in victory. To live above and not beneath. You know, we talk at this church about you know, kingdom realities. We talk about who we are 
in Christ. And you know, we talk about there is, a, there is like a thrust in here. We're talking about how to take the principles of God and put them to work in our life and how to live different. You know, I like that word, Jody, a new normal, a new normal, not the same as the world's identifying, as defining. You know, it's, it's a new normal, a new breed that's coming to pass. Jesus said, whosoever shall say to this mountain. Jesus didn't say, you know, well, if you qualify, you'll say to this mountain. He didn't say, you know, this is something me and God worked up. Me and the, me and the Father, we worked this up, this faith thing, you know. And, 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 you know, don't you guys try it because, you know, if you guys get a hold of this stuff and try it, you could blow your lips right off. No, don't. No, he didn't say that. He said, whosoever would say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe those things he saith would come to pass, he'd have whatever he saith. Whosoever. The, this stuff will work on anything, and it'll work for anyone. Say, this works for me. All right, so there's a roar of faith. Okay, this is what I wanted to do. Jesus, you know, when he said Mark eleven twenty three, you know, it came after a time when, when he'd had an experience with his disciples. You know, wasn't that a grand thing that, that these guys walked with Jesus and they saw him day in, day out, and they saw the miracles. You know what? You can walk with Jesus day in, day out, and you can see the miracles too. Hallelujah. He's walking the earth today and he's walking through us. Praise the Lord. But, you know, they're walking down the road one day, and they're on their way to Bethany. And, and it says in the Bible, it says that they were hungry, hungry. You know, I always, you know, what is it about, you know, service before noon? You start talking about hunger, and I'll end up talking about food, and everybody will be thinking about the roast beef in the oven or something. Praise God. Thank God for ovens. But anyway, Jesus got hungry. And it says that he saw a fig tree off in the distance, and it was the season for figs. Figs were supposed to be on the tree. And he walks up to this tree that, that you know, he'd seen and, and looks for the figs, and no figs. No figs are there. So what does Jesus do? He curses that tree. He says, no man will eat fruit from you hereafter forever. And the Bible is so clear that it says that he spoke this to the tree, and it says his disciples heard it. His disciples heard it. What do they think the disciples are, are, are hearing? You know, they're sitting there hearing Jesus out in the road talking to a tree. They're probably thinking, my goodness, the relatives thought I was crazy for following this guy already. And now he's out here talking to a tree. Let's try to keep this down, Jesus. Put a little hush on this thing, you know. Hope nobody else heard that. But they walk on. The Bible says they walked on their way. They went to the Bethany. They came back on the next morning. On the same road, and it's Peter. Thank God for Peter. He seems to always be the one that brings these things to, to attention. But Peter sees this tree that Jesus had cursed the day before, and he says, look, the very tree that you cursed, it's dried up from the roots. And that's when Jesus looked at them and said, said guys, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. And then he began to explain to them how this God kind of faith works. He said, whoever would believe in their heart and speak with their mouth, release those words from their heart, he says they could have whatever they say. Isn't that amazing? So you tell me you can have whatever you say? No, I'm not telling you that at all. Jesus told you that. I'm just telling you what, I'm just telling you what Jesus said. 
Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what Jesus said about this whole thing. I like what, you know, what Peter brought out too. He looked at that tree that Jesus cursed and he says, Master, it's dried up from the roots. Now, again, what do you know about trees and what do you know about roots? Well, I don't know a whole lot, but I know this, that roots go down into the ground. This is deep. All right. Are you guys following me so far? Roots go in the ground. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you this. It means they go into an unseen place. Okay. So, you know, roots, you know, I know there's some trees. You can see some roots in the tree, you know. I mean, big oaks, you know, and they've got roots that come out. But I'm telling you, whatever it is you're seeing out here above the ground is nothing compared to what is below the ground. And we know this, that, that Peter, you know, I don't know if he knew it, but he, was, he unveiled a really big spiritual truth. He said, this tree is dried up from the root, from the root. So what happened is when Jesus spoke to that tree, you know, again, you know, he's out there in the middle of the road speaking to a tree. The disciples hear it. They're, they're getting ready to move on their way and shuffle off to Bethany before anybody hears it. We don't want a crowd gathering here. Our fearless leader is talking to a tree, you know. But, but, but something, you know, nothing really happened to the visible, to the naked eye at that point. You know, and that happens many times in life when, when, when you declare something and I declare something. If we were to measure it by what we see, we'd be sadly disappointed almost every time. Don't measure things by what you see, but measure things by what you believe. Measure them on the inside. Measure them with the truth of God's word, not by the, the physical evidence out here. Because when Jesus spoke, nothing happened in the natural seen world, but below the surface, in the root system of that tree, in the root system of anything that we've been speaking to, when the word was spoken, things began to happen. That tree dried up from the root. It didn't dry up from the branch. It dried up from the root in the unseen world. Things always start in the spirit and manifest in the natural. Amen. All right, let me tell you this. When it comes to the mountain, when it comes to the tree, when it comes to whatever the difficulty you and I are facing in life, there's no voice like your voice. There's no voice like your voice. Now, don't get me wrong. Is there power in agreement? Come on, there's power in agreement. You know, and you've got a mountain that you're facing. And you see that mountain and you say, hey, I need some help. You know, the first person I usually grab for help is right over here. I grab Dana. I grab my spouse. I say, Dana, pray for me. I, was, I had a mountain just the other day. And, and, and I said, Dana, lay hands on my head. I had a headache. Oh, my goodness. And I just said, I just said Dana, lay hands on me. Now, you might come to church and, you know, we pray for people at church and there is great power in a corporate anointing. Things get done. But when you walk away, you have to have your voice. Your voice needs to declare the truth that you believe. Your voice. If you sit here in church and come forward, 
You get prayer. Say, I have a pain in my, my, my right side. Is that my right side? Yeah, my right side. And, 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 you know, I come up and I get prayer. They, they lay hands on me and I say, glory to God. All right. And I walk away. You know, the presence of God is there. I might have even had a goose bump. All right. I might have. Maybe not, but maybe I did. And then I walk away. Great power was released in me. I can negate everything that happened if I go away and start talking the negative, start talking the problem, start talking the pain. I'm jumping ahead of myself, but that's okay. I do this every service. You know what really gets confusing? Can I really tell you? Be real honest with you here. When you preach two sermons, a lot of what I, I preach doesn't come from my notes, okay? A lot of it's just spur of the moment. I'm listening to hear what I'm going to say because God will show me stuff when I'm talking. So then you got the first service, and you go ahead and you preach it. And in the second service, you know, I just don't want us to preach the same thing over. But sometimes it was good in the first service, so I'm thinking, well, should I just go that same route and do it? Or should I just go a whole new route? Ah, you know, and we do everything. But anyway, so anyway, um, here's the deal. Let me read a couple more scriptures. Can I do that? And then I'll get back to what I was going to say. There's no voice like yours when it comes to the mountain that you're facing. In, in Psalm 18, 6 and 7, it says this, In my distress I called upon the Lord and, he, and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice. Out of his temple my cry came before him and even to his ears. And verse 7 says, And the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of the hills were moved. They were shaken because he was wroth. Uh, isn't that a great word? So descriptive. He was wroth. It's not a cough drop, man. It's a, it's a state of being. Anyway, but uh, God hears you when you cry. Now, the kind of cry that we're talking about is not the kind where you bury your head in the sand and go, oh, oh woe is me, oh, my, oh, my. No, we're talking about the cry of faith. We're talking about something that emanates from your heart and is released through your mouth, and God hears that kind of stuff. I'm telling you what, when you cry out to God, God has an ear open to you. Things happen when you cry out to God. I tell the story of Dana one time back in the 90s. We were, she was driving. We lived in Minneapolis, and she was driving down Highway 100. It must have been a stressful time in life, Dana. I can just imagine. I'm not sure what, but she was driving down Highway 100 with her windows up. Everybody say up. Inside the car, Dana's crying out to God, and the only thing she said was, Help! Help! In fact, she, and, and the word came to her, help comes from the sanctuary. She got home that day, and she said, told me what she'd been doing, you know, that she drove down the road saying, help! You know, I mean, you know, the cry, cry of faith, man, it, it, it can just be that simple. Just crying for the help of God. And she says, and God said, help comes from the sanctuary. She says, is that a scripture? I said, I don't know, but let's find out. So we looked it up. This was before we had all this kind of stuff, but we looked it up the old-fashioned way, pulled out a Strong's Concordance and looked it up, and sure enough, it was in the Bible. You know, God will speak things to your heart sometimes that are in the Word, and you don't even know they're there. But help comes. Help comes from the sanctuary. Help comes when you cry out to God. In Luke 6.45, in Luke 6.45, it says this, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, will bring forth that 
which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So a good man, you know, will bring forth from within him good things. And an evil man, evil things. Jesus, what he's really telling us here is that there's this law in the earth. There's this law in the earth. And your words have impact. Your words have power. And when there's something that's on the inside of you in your heart and you release it through your mouth, it'll change things. So here's the deal. As you're going through life, and all of us have this stuff happen, you're going through life and you're being nice and minding your own business and everything else, but things happen. Mountains will seemingly come out of nowhere and just stand in your way. Have you ever had it happen? Now, when I say mountains, that can be anything. It could be sickness can come up. Have you ever just had a, a day when you're, everything's going good and then all of a sudden a pain? That's what happened to me the other day. I was doing great. I was feeling fine and wonderful. And, and, and I went to town and came back and I said, wow, Dana, all of a sudden my head is just ringing and I've just got this headache thing going on. Yeah, I mean, just out of nowhere. Who knows? You know, and then, you know, things like that happen and all kinds of thoughts will come in your head. Oh, you must have a tumor. Oh, you know, you know, I mean, you know, being real, being real. You're laying in bed at night and you get these pains and, and all of a sudden every commercial, infomercial where they talk fast starts coming in your head again. All these symptoms start coming in your head. I remember one time I was preaching on healing. This was in our other church and it was on a Wednesday night and I just was going through the word on healing and I had this person come up to me afterwards who was a pharmacist. And she said, I just was in a seminar all day and all I heard was sickness and disease. She said, I so needed to hear what the truth said. You know, tell you what we all do. So anyway, I get this pain and it's like out of nowhere. And so, so you know, and it was a mountain coming away. Again, I had Dana come. I said, Dana, lay hands on me. I tell you what, it, 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 it had to go. It had to go and it did go. It left. You know, it didn't leave that very second, but it, it was on its way out and it, it, it totally left totally left it did you know what i'm talking about mary so you know mountains come to everybody because you're a faith person because you're a christian because you're on fire for god don't think you're exempt from having mountains come jesus jesus is the example he's there with the powerhouses peter james and john and andrew and all the guys you know they're walking down the road and here they had something come in their road Something that, that wasn't pleasant. They had mountains to deal with in life. So, again, with the scripture we read in Luke. I better read it again to keep us on track. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart will bring forth that which is evil. Here's the key. The abundance, for of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. You know, you never have to wonder long what is the abundance in a person's heart. You know, you don't have to be a spiritual guru to determine what's in a person's heart. All you need to do is listen. Because what's in a person's heart is going to come out. Words will come out of their mouth. Words will come out of their mouth and it'll identify what's in their heart in abundance. 
So here's the deal. You're walking down the road, and there's the mountain, you know. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's poverty. Maybe it's, you know, insecurity. You know, maybe nobody likes me. I don't know. It could be any of those mountains. So what do you do when you see a mountain? Here's what, you know, I've probably done this. Most of us have probably done this. We began to spend all our time examining the mountain. I'm telling you, we know every cave in the mountain. We know every trail in the mountain. We know the path to get up and down and around. But whatever we know, we can't get around that mountain. Okay? And we spend so much time being consumed with the mountain that the abundance of our heart does nothing but speak mountains. Speaking about a mountain will not remove a mountain. Now, here's another thing. And here's another, here's another person. Could have been me, could have been you, could have been any of us. We've all done this. But we come up to this mountain and we know about faith, but we see the mountain and like the supposed ostrich. See, ostriches really don't do this. I found this out. They really don't do this. But, but you and I probably grew up watching the same cartoons. And what do we know? What do you think of when you think of an ostrich? They stick their head in the sand. That's what we all thought because, you know, probably Disney probably put that in a cartoon. And we all, you know, we all watched it and we all saw it and we said that. But, you know, in reality, they don't stick their head in the sand. All right? Found that out. Someone? Anyway. But here's what some Christians, and I've done it before too, you come up and they see the mountain. It is, mountains can be overwhelming. They seem like there is no way to get through them. So in order to, you know, whatever, whatever the way I'm going to cope, the way I'm going to deal, is I stick my head in the sand. I say, what mountain? What, what you're talking about a mountain? There's no mountain here. Come on. We'll spend all our time then talking about how there is no mountain. But God didn't call us to be ostriches, <laughs> avoiders, is that what you said? God didn't call us to avoid these things. God called us to be lions. God called us to be like a lion that comes up to these obstacles and they roar. They let out something that's in the innermost being that actually, you know, I read this this week. I was doing some study about roaring and lions and stuff. <laughs> and it said this. It said it on the internet so you know it's true. <laughs> it said this, that when a lion roars, their prey is gripped with fear. That they shake because of the roar that the lion lets out. And the lion will go forth then and just devour the prey. When you roar from your heart the truth of God's word, I'm telling you this, it sends terror to the enemy camp. The devil shakes in his boots. And we walk, and we walk through and we pick up the spoil. We roar and the mountain has to go. So mountain is in the path. And, you know, we don't want to just study the mountain and... Well, let's Google this mountain. Let's find out what's been said and how people have been dealing with it and whatever. whatever. 
And you know, we don't go stick our head in the sand and ignore the mountain. But what we do is we get the abundance in our heart of what God says about the mountain. What God says about the situation is what we become consumed with and what consumes us. And we get so full that just like Jesus said, it says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth good things and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart. Both of them have a storehouse, a treasure, and they bring it forth. But Jesus says it's of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak. E.W. Kenyon said this in his book on confession. I think it's called Two Kinds of Confession. At least one time it was titled that. He wrote it with Don Gossett. They team wrote this book. And he said this, that the reason that many Christians are weak even though they're sincere. No question about their sincerity, no question about them being Christians, but they're weak. The reason is, is they've never developed a confession of who they are in Christ. A confession, what does that mean? It means taking time to to get the word in us about who we are in Christ and then boldly declaring it. Now, who do you boldly declare it to? I mean, you just walk up to the guy at, 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 at Marketplace and say, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm a Christian. I'm a new creature in Christ. They're going to think you're nuts. We're not talking about it. Dana thought I was nuts. She's like, who's this man I'm married to? What is that? Did I spit on you? No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You need to have a daily time of feeding on the word, of declaring the word. I'll tell you, you know, uh, Kenyon's also the one that coined this phrase. He said this, you've got to make your tongue do its duty. Make your tongue do its duty. You know, what duty is that? Well, you know, tasting ice cream and pizza and stuff like that. Well, yeah, maybe. But there's a higher call for your tongue. Your tongue is declare the truth of who you are in Christ. Your tongue is to declare the truth of what God says about any mountain that you're facing. We're talking about faith. We're talking about the roar of faith. Let me read you. I think I'm just going to give you one more scripture. One more. How about this? One more series of scripture-ish. You ever add the word ish to your things, you know? Like, like you know, I'll meet you right at 6 o'clock, and it's 6.03, and you're not there. What happened? You just lied. But you said, I'll meet you about 6-ish. Six-ish. That gives you some, 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 you know, you can work. Yeah, wiggle around there a bit, you know. You could be five minutes to six and you'd be cool because it's six-ish. You could be five minutes after six. You're not late. You're on time. So here's a few scripture-ish. Um, <laughs> here, seriously, there is a group of scriptures. I'm not going to read each one, but Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38, and Habakkuk 2 and 4. They all basically, with the exception of maybe one or two words, they say the same thing. This is what they say. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Then Paul, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he has the same thought here that he conveys. He says it a little different, but the same thought. He says this, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight.
So we're talking about faith. We said there is a roar of faith. But I'm telling you this, that real faith, Bible faith, is not a flash in the pan. Real faith is not a parachute that you pull when things are tough. Real faith is a lifestyle that you and I adapt and we walk in it day by day. Faith is not walking in the dark. Faith is walking in the light. It's walking in the light of God's word. Faith will work for anybody in any situation. Whatever it is, don't let the devil lie to you and say, well, this is too much. You don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. I've tried before and I've failed, but I'm telling you what, you get up and faith will work. Faith will work in any situation. Faith will work for any person. Real faith, Bible faith has a roar to it. Real faith, Bible faith is a daily thing, something we live by. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.